as we welcome in Curtis Pashelka of the Bay Area News Group covering the San Jose Sharks. Good morning, Curtis. Welcome to Sports 1440. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Good morning. Ah, good morning. Yeah, thanks uh, for coming on. You know, the Sharks, uh, the season's been well documented. Nobody knows it more than a guy covering it like yourself. But as we creep up to the deadline, 10 more days here, who are some of the bigger names, bigger pieces of the puzzle of the Sharks' uh, current roster construction that you think teams are making calls on and will be on the way out? Well, I mean, certainly the Sharks have a fair number of uh, you know pending UFAs who, who teams could be could be interested in. I think I think the top of that list would be a guy like Anthony Declare. Um, you know, hasn't had the greatest season statistically, of course, but you know had a very good run playoff run with the with the Florida Panthers last season and their and their trip to the Stanley Cup final. And you know, obviously plays with a lot of pace and can be a very dangerous sort of middle six type winger. So I would expect teams to be calling on, on him and, and the Sharks to be listening. Uh, you know, I talked to Anthony yesterday and, you know, there haven't been any new talks of a, a contract extension there. So I would definitely expect him to sort of be on the move here before March 8th. And, you know, you look at a couple other players potentially, you know, is there a market out there for Capital Cac? And then you know, he's had a, a better year this year than, than last season and, and uh, you know, could certainly be a guy, I think, anyway, to, to be a backup for, for a a contending team that maybe needs more of a veteran presence down there. He doesn't have any playoff experience, so that's a bit of a drawback there. But you know, he's certainly a guy I think that you know could be could fill that number two type role on a, on a, on a playoff type team. And you know, a couple other players we'll kind of have to wait and see. You know, a Mike Hoffman, a Alexander Barabanov, a, you know, Kevin LeBanc. Um, you know, we'll see what the market kind of is for those type of players. I wouldn't expect the, the asking price for those for those guys. Maybe Barabanov. Maybe a bit more because you know he's had he has some history, uh, well, some success here lately, uh, last season with the Sharks. But um, you know we'll see what kind of happens. But it's definitely going to be a busy day for for my career in the Sharks, and uh, as we get closer to March eighth, March eighth here. Um, Curtis, how much of a drop off in play with Mike Hoffman have you seen? I guess this year there was a time where you know with Ottawa and Florida when you know this is a thirty goal guy and he was in such high demand. But what have you seen with his play this year? Well, you know, like they say, you know, Father Time's a bit undefeated, is undefeated, right? And, you know, he's a guy maybe just isn't getting to his spots um, as frequently, can't get to his spot frequently as he did, you know, in past seasons. Still is a terrific shot. I mean, you know, when he, when he does, when he is, does get open, does have some time to, to shoot the puck, he's, you know, he's very good. There's no doubt about it, but... Uh, maybe just doesn't quite. Uh, maybe isn't playing with the same type of pace he did uh, in years past. And you know he's been up and down the lineup quite a bit. And you know I think that injuries too have, have played a part with the Sharks. You know having gone without Will Couture for the vast majority of the season. Now they're without. Uh, you know Tomas Hurdle, Mikhail Granlund's been out here and there too. So. That all affects the offense, and when you're a winger like uh, like Mike Hoffman, who likes to play with those type of skilled players, that that could affect your game uh, as well here. So, I think it's been a combination of things, and you know, I certainly I don't think Mike's had the season he's hoped to have, but you know, that doesn't mean that you know he can't uh, be a contributor maybe on a deeper team that maybe has uh, those type of players around him, maybe. Curtis Pashelka, Bay Area News Group, our guest on Sports 1440, the Kevin Carey Show, 945 in Edmonton. Uh, you mentioned uh, Logan Couture, Curtis. Uh, how frustrating of a season has this been for the uh, Sharks captain? 
Well, it's been incredibly frustrating. You know, I mean, it's not something he's he's had. He's been fairly healthy throughout his career. He's certainly had, you know, some some tough breaks with, with some injuries. But uh, this is uh, sort of a brand new type of type of thing, um, sort of a groin injury inflammation uh, that he's kind of dealt with here. It's been, you know, kind of. Uh, throughout you know the first half of the season he basically tried to come back a couple of times you know once right before the season started once late in October and had you know setbacks both times basically shut kind of shut it down throughout November and then into December he started feeling a little bit better and gradually started to to make his way back and finally you know you know two or three weeks ago or January 20th he, he made his season debut and it was really kind of a boost to the Sharks team after he came back in the lineup. But he, he told us yesterday that, uh, you know, it really didn't start to – he kind of almost got progressively worse from the, from the time he started to get back on the ice. And and uh, really kind of after the – once the all-star break hit, it was kind of uh, – Kind of back to square one, square one almost for him in terms of a health perspective. So uh, he's uh, he's kind of back. He's he's better now. He's at least able to sort of work out and and and, and sort of you know get in the gym and and do those types of things now. But uh, it's completely unclear as to when he'll be able to to skate again. He does want to come back before the end of this season. He he has kind of ruled out. Surgery is maybe an option to to correct this in the off season. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's that doesn't seem to be necessary at this point. So, um, so yeah, frustrating for him. And you know, you wonder how much if, if the Sharks have been healthy all season down the middle what they'd be like a little bit. Not a playoff team, yeah. of course, but maybe not next to last in the, in the overall standings either. Uh, and what about Thomas Hurdle? What's his status, Curtis? Well, he had he had surgery um, about a week and a half ago uh, or so, uh, sort of clean out some loose cartilage in his in his left knee. Uh, he's uh, probably another month away, a month away at least. Um, the Sharks haven't really given too many specifics as far as uh, what his timeline is, but he's he's another guy who wants to come back before the before the end of the regular season. And you know, he was a guy who had to really step up in, in Couture's absence in the first half just with his leadership and uh, production and those types of things. So he's, you take those two guys out of the lineup right now, and it's, it's a, it's a much, looking, much different looking team for sure. Oh, boy, is it ever, uh, you know, two of the top players for sure. Uh, Curtis Pashelka, Bay Area News Group, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, when you take Mark Edward Vlasic out of the mix, and, you know, he's obviously 36 years old and kind of the tail end of his career, how do you look at the building blocks and how the defense is being assembled, I guess, for the future moving forward here? Yeah, that was definitely something that, that Mike Greer needed to address or wanted to address when he first got to the Sharks uh, last summer, uh, or I should say the summer of 2022. Um, you know, he's, they've, they've tried to take some steps. I mean, obviously the Timo Meyer trade was was big from that perspective. They they, they traded, uh, they acquired uh, Shakira Mukamadul and from the New Jersey Devils. He projects to be sort of an offensive type defenseman. You know, I mean, a uh, maybe a middle pair uh, type guy at the NHL level. They like what they see. He's very still very raw, but he, he's uh, he's progressed really well this year and spending most of the time in the American League. Another defenseman they got Nikita Holchek uh, in that deal has done pretty has done you know pretty well this year. It's been. You know, he's been a bit inconsistent for the Sharks this season. Is you know, coming in and out of the lineup, he'll be back in there 
tonight against the Devils. But, um, you know, they also acquired a Henry Thrun from the Anaheim Ducks last season, you know, for a third-round pick. And he's a, he's a guy that the, the Sharks are very high on. He's only 22, 23 years old. So uh, he's a guy the Sharks can, can count on for a while. And then, uh, you know, you also – Kind of look at the guys maybe having some in the in the, in the pipeline too. So mm-hmm. uh, you know they, they've taken some steps here to to address their defense, and and uh, there's probably some more work to be done there. But um, I think they feel better about where their organizational depth is now as opposed to maybe uh, a year, year and a half ago. So Curtis, we know that the Sharks will have a, a fairly high 2024 first round pick. They've also got the Pittsburgh pick coming in from the Eric Carlson deal. Uh, but it is protected uh, in the sense that the pens can, uh, you know, push it to 2025. What, what do you make? Where do you where do you see? What do you think is going to happen with that one? Yeah, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of curious about that myself. I, 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 you know, if it is top ten protect, protected, like you said, um, you know, so if the if the, if the Penguins sort of nosedive here after after the uh, the trade deadline, you know, the Sharks, you know, the, the Penguins will keep that pick and then it'll transfer over to 2025. Uh, but if it kind of land in the 11 of 16 mix, then that could be a very sort of lucrative spot to be in for the Sharks. It was a very, we talked about defensemen, it was a draft coming up that's mm-hmm. very deep in, in defensemen. So uh, maybe the Sharks can, can pluck a guy off, uh, you know, right there with that second pick that they have in their first round and, 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 and uh, you know, find a guy that they could, uh, you know, have in the organization here, maybe be NHL ready within three or four years here. So, uh, that that's certainly an option. It's very intriguing uh, the way that turned out, and you know I think I think you know, the draft pick was a big part of that deal with in, in, you know inserting Eric Carlson to to the Penguins and also creating some cash space for for the future too was was big for this team to you know look forward here in a couple of years. Curtis Pashelka, our guest on Sports fourteen forty. Uh, you know, Curtis, we've seen I don't know a dozen coaches change since. Last year, several, uh, you know, mid-season here, you know, we had one right here in Edmonton. Uh, the relationship that Mike Greer has with David Quinn, uh, is it the continuity that he wants to see moving forward? Because a lot of teams might make a change uh, at the coaching uh, position, just looking at the record, looking at the long streaks of, uh, you know, where you're not being able to pick up a win. Can you describe that relationship with uh, between Mike and David and how, They've kind of, you know, just tried to keep it, keep everything held together here under tough, tough times. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're, they're obviously, like you said, they have a history together. They trust each other. They know each other. Um, and so from that perspective, I think, you know, David Quinn's a guy who's kind of perfect for the, where the Sharks are right now. He's a very good communicator. Um, you know, he's willing to be patient to some degree. Obviously, the expectations to compete hard on a nightly basis is still there. But I think everyone else understands kind of where the Sharks are right now as an organization. I think David Quinn and Mike Greer knows that and, and uh, isn't necessarily judging David on, on the wins and losses, but how hard mm-hmm. this team competes and, and uh, you know, uh, you know whether they you know can uh, you know sort of grow and uh, these young players can can sort of grow with the with the organization and sort of become in, impactful NHL players down the line. So yeah, it's it, I think those two are you know uh, kind of you know they work well together mm-hmm. and uh, we'll kind of see how things develop here over the next uh, year or so when because uh, you don't you know David's signed through next season and then maybe the Sharks have to make a decision on whether or not to extend them or. Um, you know, uh, maybe move on and make a coaching change, but we'll see what happens. Uh, one right last, now, I think, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Curtis. Finish yeah, up. Go ahead. 
Uh, just uh, with the trade deadline coming up in ten days, league wide, from your perspective, league wide covering the league for a long time, what do you do? You think things kind of, you know, we've seen a lot of movement before the last day, and uh, just the way the market's being set right now, we've had a bit of a lull right now where teams are, you know, there's so many teams that are around the cut line. Do you think uh, things will kind of go down to the wire here this time around? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious about that. I think you know. Kind of, I think a lot of people are waiting to see what the Calgary Flames do, yeah. and in terms of what they what they get back for Noah Hannafin or or, or Tanev, uh, those type of players, and maybe that sort of helps, uh, you know, un uh, unjam things up, if you will, to, yeah. you know, maybe allow for some more trades. But you know, as we you know every you know for some of these players who have high uh, you know average annual values on their contract, you know, maybe it does pay off to sort of wait to the last minute so you get the uh, the cheapest cap hit possible. But we'll see. Maybe one move sort of leads to a non- effect and and uh, we get a lot a lot of activity before uh, before March eighth. Yeah, I think everyone's just kind of waiting for that first domino to fall, Curtis. I guess. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for coming on today, Curtis. Uh, enjoy the Devils and the Sharks tonight. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on it for sure. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you got it. Anytime.